People want to come into this game and just ace it. They think it's so easy and sexy and fun. But in reality, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering, a lot of sleepless nights that goes into this industry. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're looking to create a bulletproof trading plan, then you need to get the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. This holds the secrets that you've been looking for. You can get it completely for free at 10minutestocktrader.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes. Good afternoon, traders. Hopefully the microphone and everything's worked uh, uh, working out today. Sebastian, thanks for letting me know. We had some some audio issues. I've unplugged and restarted everything, so hopefully it's good to go. Uh, today is going to be a short one today. We don't have any new trades that we're looking to put on. I've already gone through. In fact, I was thinking about this. Um, because I have the ability to do all this ahead of time, um, I think I'm just going to do it like this in the future where... Um, if there are trades to put on, I'll go through the process to show you how we got to that point. But if there's not, I'll save you some time and just let you know, hey, there's no trades to put on. So uh, for us, there were no trades to put on today. So really, we're just going to be taking a look at what's on the portfolio, talking about the markets, and then having our final thoughts and being on with our day. Victor, good to see you. Brian, good to see you. Brian, um, thank you for letting me know that you are uh, potentially available. Let's uh, let's try and connect because um, that Wednesday, the in fact, let me start scrolling this. Uh, we will be having Discord days, J- uh, July 26th through 28th. Um, I am flying out to Atlanta to meet with a credit union who wanted some consulting, especially with rates being as high as they are. We got the one year over five percent today, so uh, that's what I do. A lot of the days is. Uh, consulting with credit unions. Dinner will work for him. Brian, I can't wait to make that happen. Okay, cool. We'll start We'll start the, the details on that. All right, so that's the plan. Brian, super stoked about that. Let's jump into our market analysis. All right, welcome to the 10-minute trading room. This is how to trade only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading, although my PowerPoint is uh, moving slow. There it goes. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right, and with our outlier trading strategy, we always start with our existing trades and taking a look at those before we look to put on anything new. And none of these that we have on today are, uh, or I I should be saying, there are no new trades to put on today. Um, Real fast story, I don't anticipate taking anything off, but we're gonna go through them one by one. I did wanna mention this post that uh, Mark put out earlier today. He said there's four headwinds in the markets running into. Number one, lofty bullish sentiment. So lofty bullish sentiment, um, what he means by that is, um, and I've been seeing it as well, a lot of people get really excited when the market's going up to the point where they stop caring about risk. And when they do, they, they, they buy anything and everything they can. And um, at some point, there is no more. there are no more people to buy anymore. And when that happens, you run into a wall and then prices come back down. Uh, and then when that happens, everybody who is excited to get in is even more excited to get out even faster. 
Uh, but lofty bullish sentiment, I've seen a lot of that going on right now. And um, what does Warren Buffett say? Be uh, uh, greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. That's exactly what Mark's talking about here. Next is diverging participation. Uh, I noticed that on the uh, the MMFI, just a small pullback today on the SPY, just 76 basis points, right? Had a huge drop in breadth. We're talking up from like 65% down to 56%. So nearly a 10% drop. If you want to equate that to stock numbers, um, sounds like a tech bubble, right? If you want to talk about number of stocks, that's, that's about um, 50 stocks that, you know, this makes up the S&P 500. If, if 10% just went away, it means 50 stocks just lost their 50-day uh, moving average all at once. Um, and then next he says rising short rate. So short end of the yield curve, exactly what I was talking about earlier, which is why I need to go have a consulting with uh, this credit union. The front end of the yield curve and the back end of the yield curve are supposed to be, imagine, right, it's a, uh, I'll just use a Sharpie for example. Right. If this is the front end of the yield curve, you imagine it being um, lower rates, because if you're putting in your investment for a longer period of time, you expect to be paid more for that risk you're taking. That's interest rate risk 101 right there. Now, what's happened is the yield curve has inverted. So now the front end of the curve actually pays a higher rate than the back end of the curve. And when you see that, that disincentivizes people to put money into long-term investments. They want to be putting them into the short-term investments. And whomever already bought the long-term investments, which is um, exactly what happened to the banks that are failing and could potentially be failing, whoever bought these longer-term investments are now underwater because nobody wants them, right? They can go out on the short end and get all the rate they could ever want, but on the back end, they're, I wouldn't say worthless, but they're worth a lot less than they used to be. So that's one thing he's talking about there. And then final, finally, seasonality and cycles. So let's let's jump into Mark's charts here real quick to, to talk about them. All right, so this is the S&P 500 um, weekly stock price bars. And here is the number of advisors who are bullish, right? Number of money managers who are bullish. In theory, you would want more people to be more bullish, but at some point you run out of people to buy. And uh, then the sentiment gets too lopsided. And in fact, I. I saw the fear and greed index. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where I, I'd pull it up right now, but it'll take me too long. Um, it was in like the extreme greed category. Hang on. I think that's worth our time. Just a second. F E A R and greed index, not F E E R. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, this was in the extreme greed category. This is also in the extreme greed category. And this is what kind of stuff that outlier puts together, right? This quantifies that and gives you buy and sell signals around that, basically. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to Mark's post here. Next, this is the NASDAQ uh, breadth. So, MMFI, but this is NASDAQ 200 day moving average. And you can see the huge divergence here, right? The breadth actually peaked back in February. We can confirm that on, um, yeah, we can confirm that on our MMFI. The breadth peaked way up here. And price is now way beyond that point with a lot less participants. That is, uh, that's not a bullish sign. I, I mean, I mean that divergence there, you want to have as many people participating, but what you're seeing is price going up with a lot fewer people participating. And uh, so when it turns around, it's going to turn around a lot easier. And then lastly, Mark's 
next to. Uh, okay, so this is the yield curve that he was talking about here. You can see the S&P 500 chart down at the bottom. You can see how much the one-year treasury rate has risen. I mean, over five, nearly five and a half percent. That's unbelievably high. I think that was the highest we've seen since early 2000s. And then next is uh, somewhat of a cycle thing. I don't, I don't know this chart. I don't understand it completely. Uh, but this has some cycle analysis built into it, which places equal weight on one-year seasonal cycle, four-year presidential cycle, and a 10-year decennial cycle. Either way. Point is, Mark thought was important, so he included it. So there's a lot going on against this market right now. I, I mean, I'm just using the data that I have available. And by doing that, you know, we build trades around it. So um, let's take a look at what we have on right now. We only have PIN, carry, XLK, KBA, and CMA. Um, so let's start with PIN, PIN National Gaming. And we just talked about how SPY, without a sell signal on that, but it already hit our two ATR stop point. So let's go to PIN. And what we're looking for here is the MACD crossback or two ATR from entry. That's our stop loss. Or if we're going short, hitting this particular uh, shade of, of pink. Um, but really, we're trying to find on the heat map, if it's getting dark pink, then we get out. And uh, no issues there. So pin continues to work in the direction we want. Not uh, pushing anything on the MACD or the 2ATR stop loss, so it stays on. Let's go to KRE. Same thing with MACD is fine. 2ATR stop loss is fine. Um, KRE, KBE, and CMA were hit really hard today. Really hard today. Those are the financial stocks that we're in. Uh, we're short right now. So let's go to KRE. Uh, interesting. Um, I actually saw that. Um, go back. Uh, Brian Shannon, you may know him from the Alpha Trends, actually picked up on KRE as well. So I believe he might be short, um, but he was posting about it too. Here, KRE. Go to the heat map. And this is getting closer to our profit objective in the darker pink area, but not there yet. Let's go to the next one. That is XLK. XLK. This is the tech sector ETF. And this one, MACD's not crossed over. 2ATR is not broken. All is good there. We're just really waiting on it to just flush out, basically. And, you know, you wanted a to visual representation of what that fear and greed looks like. If you look in the bottom right corner, you can see how many companies are weighted for greed and how many companies are weighted for fear. And it's 48 companies show fear, 171 show greed. Switches to our heat map. And you can see the darker the color, the stronger the signal. And this is, I mean, it's moving in the direction that we want to see. We want to see going from darker light or darker green to lighter green, ending up into a dark pink shade. So all of that looks good too. KBE is next. KBE is another bank ETF like KRE. And uh, no issues on our stops there. KRE. Or I'm sorry, KBE. And let's check out the heat map. You can see this has gone from green into the pink, smooth in the direction we want to see. And lastly is CMA. This one was down over 5% earlier today. Now, it's MACD is cover, hovering right about zero. Um, it's not at the 2 ATR stop point yet. So if you really wanted to take it off, you could. I'm going to keep it on because, like I say, it's hovering right at zero. It was down over 5% earlier today. I think it's got a lot of weakness left to go. And uh, the data in Outlier 
confirms that it has a sell signal with a downside indicator coming through and it's definitely moving in the direction we want to see. So that's it. We don't have anything new to put on today. There are a few uh, that showed up on the list, but none that passed, uh, passed my trading criteria in order to get into. Next week, we're still using the uh, the dev version of this, but the official live launch date is going to be next week, which is pretty cool. So you've got gold. I know a lot of people have been talking about gold being in a bull market right now, or potentially setting up for a bull market right now. Interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing passed through on my my scanners and everything. So that's going to be it for trading today. No no trades to put on, no trades to take off. Just holding and holding and following the plan, right? Whenever you put on a trade, you gotta know where you're gonna get in, gotta know where you're gonna get out. In the meantime, you don't touch anything. Uh, Jesse Livermore said that the money is not in the doing, the money is made in the waiting. So that's what we are right now. Let's move into our final thoughts. All right, I thought this was a fantastic tweet by Austin Silver. Now, I have not had the chance to uh, meet Austin Silver. I know a lot of people in the trading community, um, but him I have not had a chance to come across or, or really speak to individually, but maybe one day. I saw this post, and this was like recently. I, I mean, this was probably, how many minutes ago was this? Five minutes, four minutes before we started. Almost every successful trader I speak with has no plan B. They either make it or keep failing slash learning until they eventually find consistency. Burn the ships and go all in, but only if you have a passion for markets. If you need a plan B, you may need to find a different industry. Man, when I saw that, I was like, that's a really well said tweet, right? People want to come into this game and just ace it. They think it's so easy and sexy and fun. But in reality, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering, a lot of sleepless nights that goes into this industry. And if you need a plan B to get around that, then this is not the place for you. That's why I said this is what separates the best from the rest. Because this is the mentality you're going to have to have. If it's not just in trading, it could be in anything. Sebastian knows, right? It could be working on fine German automobiles. And if you don't have the passion for working on those fine German automobiles, you're not going to be successful at it. And you're not going to be successful in this market unless you find that that uh, passion and you develop it and you hone it and you keep learning every time you fail. So thank you all so much for coming to today's 10 minute trading room. I hope that it was useful. I hope that uh, everything is going great for you and your portfolio and in your family life. Have a fantastic afternoon. I will see you right back here tomorrow. Talk soon. Hey, by the way, don't forget, you need to get the bullish power cheat sheet and it's totally free over at 10minutestocktrader.com.